0: I had a really good time. Me too. I like you. You're not like the other guys.
1: I like you too. You remind me of my sister.
0: You know, my parents aren't home. You want to come in for a while? Um. Purity, Purity Unicorn! Unicorn!
1: Now look, Brittany. Do you really want to go in there with him? Sure, he's cuddly, but so am I, baby.
0: I think you're right, Purity Unicorn. This doesn't feel right.
1: I tell you what, will feel right. Let's go inside and I can show you.
0: Oh, Purity Unicorn. Your horn vibrates just like mom's personal massager.
1: Purity Unicorn on sale now. Purity and batteries not included. I like you, too. You, you kind of remind me of my
0: sister. <laughs>
2: Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. This is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome, Matt. This is episode 32. I'm glad you told me because I fucking lost track at this point. <laughs> <laughs> for those playing the home game, of uh, cognitive dissonance. And Cecil, we've got to talk about the period there. (laughs) I just... (laughs) we just we've we've got to go there.
1: I just got to make sure, Tom, uh, that people understand what the purity bear is. We talked about it last time in the in the new in the news portion or the notes portion of the show. And if somebody's listening to this brand new intro we did, and they are they could be completely befuddled as to what is even happening.
2: Purity Bears, I think, I, it's it's one of those uh, skits that we talked about last time. We can't figure out if it's real <laughs> or if it's like an SNL <laughs> right. takeoff. It's so ridiculous. But basically, girl invites Guy into the house for a little action, and uh, a bear
1: pops up. A teddy bear that's not even a fucking puppet. It's a teddy bear.
2: Right. And then just a disembodied voice from the teddy (laughs) bear is like, she looks cuddly, but I'm cuddly, too. Fuck me instead. No, it doesn't, say, it doesn't that. say that. It doesn't
1: say that. It doesn't say it. But there is
2: a hole right in the teddy bear there. No, but uh but we
1: got this the teddy bear's greasy. <laughs> we got the uh the link was sent to us via email, but the link actually linked to uh, it was a Rebecca Wat- Watson post on Skepchick. So Skepchick had a had a, had an article on it, and she had written a bunch of stuff on it. And I had linked to the article for the last episode, and I'll link to it again in this episode. But I just want to show people to know what it is so they're not, like, completely fucking puzzled as to what we're doing here.
2: That, that purity unicorn, I think, is a much more useful unicorn. I think so, too. I think, animal. you know, it's going to be yeah. a hit.
1: At yeah. you know a few parties, not all the parties. Don't get me wrong, but a few select parties. I think it would be a very big hit with
2: in the in the in the purity fauna. Yeah. you know of possibilities. <laughs> there could also, but there's a variety of purity animals that could be sure. the purity narwhal. Yeah, I can purity narwhal. A purity narwhal is is for the advanced <laughs> user. I think.
1: I think that's for the. You've got to be. Not... You've got to be pretty advanced at that point.
2: It's not a junior varsity sort <laughs> of. Definitely
1: a not a junior purity. Mint.
2: Uh, yeah, that's,
1: that's uh, yeah. <laughs> that, oh, that's impressive. Um, the purity elephant as well. You know, you want to stay away uh, from yeah. the purity elephant is prehensile, so you know there's a lot going on there.
2: I think there should be a whole host of purity animals. Like the, you remember the talking bass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <it should> <laughs> <laughs> You've got a mounted oh, to your no. wall. You just walking by. It's like, hey, oh,
1: don't no. have sex with
2: anybody. Wabble,
1: wabble, wabble. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, we speak that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: So for this story, we have Reap. Uh, Reap has a couple of shows, Reap So Radio and uh, The Angry Atheist. And uh, he's going to join us to talk about this next story. This is from Pretoria News. Um, The title of the story is Pope Warns of Radical Secularism, which I love that whole notion of radical secularism. (laughs) Um, He says the Roman Catholics in the United States need to understand the grave threats in their faith posed by what he calls radical secularism. In the political and cultural arenas. Gentlemen, radical secularism? (laughs) How can you be radically secular? I am radically not... the, the, The terms, they cancel each other out. They're so fucking asinine to join together. The idea that the Pope would even direct this toward the United States when the majority of Western Europe is more secular anyway.
3: Yeah. It's I'm extremely, extremely insulted by that. I'm a militant atheist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it when people do this sort of thing, though. They And they do this a lot. I mean, I'm sure you run into this all the time, Reap, where people will say that fundamentalists are just as bad as out atheists. I'm sure you oh, heard that. I hear that all yes, the time. Yes, thank
3: you, very. Yeah, you know what? That just one thing just pisses me off to no end. I don't know how people make a connection. I don't know how they make a connection, because the biggest difference and this difference is like between black and white is, we're talking about reality.
0: <laughs>
3: They're talking about fantasy. And that's the, makes the, that's, that makes the split right there to yeah. me. That's, that's, the, that's all you need to do. You know it's reality and it's fantasy, and which one, you know, it's OK if somebody's talking about reality to me you'd think it would be okay to others if you're talking about reality. You have a little more leeway. You know, you can tell somebody, you know what, you need to get with reality and be a little more harsher with them than you need to believe in Mickey Mouse. You know, <laughs> it's a little bit different.
2: Was you, nobody is ever accused of being uh fundamentalist anti-unicorn, right? You know, or, or anti-dwarf. Yeah, exactly. I don't believe in dwarfs. I, well, I, I guess I do believe in actual dwarf people, but you know what I mean. I, you know, I don't believe in yeah, elves exactly. and orcs and, you know, all that sort of silly fantasy bullshit. And I'm never accused of being a fundamentalist for that. But this idea of being radically secular, man, they're so radical about their secularism. How, how dare they? It's so scary. Do you guys remember when that radical secularist
3: blew up that abortion clinic? I do
2: remember when that did not happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you get started on that, you can go off on anything. You know what I mean? You can pick anything you want if you start going that direction. Sure anything that doesn't exist radical you know, veterinarianism
2: radically- I want to see that yeah. like I want to see the Pope <laughs> concerned about radical veterinarianism like they just is- ra- really radical secularism this is what this is what Palpatine is worried about these days I mean somebody's got to throw this guy down a big pit or
3: something this is ridiculous, and it's sad because they really are worried about it. You know, and they're, they're kind of worried about the wrong thing. They need to be worried about themselves first and, and what they've been doing and, you know, kind of what they've done to people. But, yeah, I don't get I don't get it. It's like they're disconnected with reality. And it's kind of weird because you get surprised by it. And you really shouldn't be because look at all the crazy crap they believe in and say. Well, how you know, much of this do you
2: think is a smokescreen to distract people from, you know, the problems at home, so to speak, for the
3: church? You know. That's the interesting question, is it's difficult for me to understand. I've been trying to figure out what the Catholic Church is thinking about when they're avoiding this issue, avoiding this issue when it's right there. It's not, in their, it's not in their face. It's hit them in the face multiple yeah. times, you know. And I don't know. I think it's just because they don't have any other choice but to do that. There's nothing they can't deal with it. They don't know how they can't deal with it, So they just keep on with this denial, you know, and it's sad for them. I'm kind of they're kind of doing us a favor though.
2: Well, you know, it seems to me that it it is pretty easy to deal with though, right? You just you put in a place the same kind of workplace policies that any place would have, right? Like while you're at work and if you're a priest or,
3: you know, you're always at work, so while you're at work, don't fuck any children. I don't know, maybe it speaks to how much cuz they know more about it than we do. You know, they've got the inside and kind of scary. Maybe they know more about it, you know, and that's the reason why they're being the way they're being. Maybe it's deeper and more of a problem than even we realize. Maybe they know. They know they've got the Oh, impact, you know? so they're
1: throwing up the smoke and mirrors here to protect themselves from even
3: further embarrassment. Yeah, because they must, you know, they must have. And that's a good idea. You would you would think they'd put in place things like you have in the workplace. Hey, you know what? In the workplace, you don't put your hands on anyone else. These days you can't touch another employee. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. On the elbow, I think is the okay. I think that's because we do um, sexual harassment where I work, and I'm in management. We do sexual harassment like every six months, mandatory. And that sounds hot. The only thing we can do is touch somebody on the elbow. You know, that's (laughs) that's the safe spot. (laughs) On the
2: elbow, I would rub everybody's elbow.
3: I would just come up and just. There's got to be somebody out there who's like that's their erotic zone. You know, the elbow.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I would I would go to that seminar. I would go up to somebody, look them right in the eye meaningfully, and just give them a nice elbow rubbing. Just because they'll be like, "There's nothing you can do about this." <laughs> oh Dude, man, elbows
3: are so soft. <laughs> you must use
2: lotion. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that lawsuit, you know, where somebody has that fetish. <laughs> I thought that was an elbow. I don't know. That's genius. That's... We got to talk more about this off the air. <laughs> yeah, it's um. You think they put those things into place, but they haven't, and there's got to be a reason for that. Because even though the Catholic Church is insane and crazy, they're not stupid.
2: Yeah, you, I think you're probably right. Mm. Well, that's somehow more depressing than it
3: initially started off to be. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, he's scary looking. He, he is. Oh he God. is a creepy
2: looking dude. He looks. Well-
1: he looks like he's ready to judo shop somebody <laughs> in that this picture. Is picture. Is like he looks like he's is. ready to, like break a brick or something. He's got like a cinder block in or front of him. Their
3: life essence out of him. Or I, like
1: that. Uh, he just finished. There's a little bit of life essence on his face if you look. He's sort of. Yeah. He's got a little something there. So these yeah. either that or pudding. I'm not sure which. Well, I, it might is be something it, else. Yeah, be careful yeah, there.
0: So.
2: <laughs> Any viscous liquid. It's <laughs> just
1: <is trying laughs> dangerous ground. <laughs> So all you fans of Angry Atheist and Reap So Radio, uh, if you want to hear Reap at the end of the show, you're going to have to stick around for about 40 minutes. We're going to do a little interview with him later on. Uh, You know, hey, maybe you'll like it. Maybe you'll enjoy our show. Who knows? Uh, What is it? It's 40 minutes. Come on. I do believe that
2: atheists are parasites in the sense they're benefiting from everything that religious culture is built in America, but they're doing nothing to add energy into the system. This story makes me crazy. Um, I saw this as a story from Huffington Post. Um, In the UK, non-believers are building a place of worship, an atheist temple. I cannot imagine anything less worthwhile. Like, if I I had a money, and I was looking at my money, and I was thinking, what shall I do with my money? It is here, available for me to purchase goods and services. (laughs) At no time would I think... Well, I'm an atheist. Why don't I build a fucking temple for me to worship at? Because that is fucking asinine. (laughs) What are you going
0: to worship?
1: I don't know. I don't understand the story. And the other thing I don't understand, too, is let me just read directly from the story here. Because I read it, and I read it again, and I read it again, and I read it again, and none of it made sense. Okay, so here's the part I'm talking about. It says, dedicated to the idea of perspective... The Black Tower will scale 46 meters, which is, you know, for us Yanks, it's 150 feet, with each centimeter honoring the Earth's age of 4.6 billion years. What? A centimeter, uh, like a centimeter, that's only 4,600 centimeters and 46 meters. If my math is correct, which it could be completely wrong. I don't know. It's not the metric system over here, so I have no idea. I'm just <laughs> guessing what a centimeter is based off of the fucking prefix, okay? But a centimeter seems like it'd be a hundredth of a meter. And then you time that by 46. I'm not a fucking brain genius, but that seems like 4,600. There are far fewer, ye- like, centimeters than there would be years.
2: Yeah, I. that's... I don't understand that at all, unless each centimeter is meant to stand for...
1: Stand for what?
2: I don't know, some...
1: I don't know! I don't know!
2: (laughs) Why are you asking me? That's the thing, I I was like,
1: okay, well, if it's fucking representative, if you're doing it to some sort of scale, what's the scale? And now I know it's it's just an odd number is all.
2: Yeah, uh, why would you build a temple that looks like a giant rocket... You know, it, 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 I mean, I'm looking at the like uh, the artist's conception here, and it's basically like a big dick rocket. It's a purity temple. So it, it, this is yeah, it is a purity <laughs> temple, right? For atheists, <laughs> atheists be like, I got nothing against screwing you. Let's do this well, thing. It's got this nice but- hum to it when you put your hand
1: on it. <laughs> this has this beautiful hum. I don't. I do. I seriously don't understand this waste of money. I mean, like, I understand. Um, I would. I would love it to be like a. Like a house of the sciences or something. You know, building it a temple, a knowledge of some sort, you know, like scientific knowledge. I understand. But, you know, those already exist. They're called universities and libraries.
2: And museums, right? right? I mean, that's a fucking museum. Well, What are people – and it's huge. I mean, it's huge. It's. It, I mean, you're talking about a 15-story building. Yeah. What – I'm baffled by – what are you going to do? You're going to walk in. Okay, so I'm an atheist and I go to the atheism temple. <laughs> And I don't know why I did this, but I did. And I walked in why did so I, I opened it the... out of bed on Sunday morning. Right, and I'm just like, "Man, okay, I'm here. Winter services? Never. Who's in charge? No one. What are we doing? When's the fucking When's the fucking ice cream social?" <laughs> right. What well, you just and you're going to be like, "Well, what's on the third floor?" I don't know. Yeah. What it's baffling. It's a stupid fucking idea. It this this is actually counterproductive to to getting religious people to finally understand that atheism isn't another religion, right? I, agree. I mean, that's like a I that's agree. like something you constantly encounter. Well, you just you know you just believe in faith of no faith or whatever that fucking nonsense. Yeah, well, argument that's is. fucking stupid. Well, you do now that you built a fifteen-story building.
1: Wouldn't that money have been better spent if we were going to be you know, giving it to doctors without borders or something. You know,
2: vastly better.
1: Helping people out rather than just building a building for building it.
2: Right. I, I, so that I, we can just flaunt know. it. I don't know. Maybe it this. You know, and
1: and, and this could be too. Right. That we're just getting a tiny taste of this story from you know a, um, a a paper that doesn't really want to or a blog that doesn't really want to elaborate. Maybe there is a lot more to this story. Maybe it's a fucking, you know, it's a giant dick-shaped homeless shelter.
2: (laughs) I don't know. 15-story homeless shelter. But in this
1: article, from this article, it seems worthless. Now, it might not be, but from this article, it seems worthless. Do you believe that there should be any legal exceptions for rape or incest when it comes to abortion? Uh, I believe that life begins at conception. And that that life should be should be guaranteed under the Constitution. That is a person. So even in in a case of rape or incest, that
0: would be taking a life.
1: That would be taking a life, and and I believe that uh, that any doctor who performs an abortion, that I would advocate that any doctor that performs an abortion should be criminally charged for
3: doing so. I don't. I I've never supported criminalization of abortion for mothers, but I do for people who perform it.
2: Cecil, we have got to talk about Santorum. The candidate, not the the candidate. Anal leakage. Yeah. Yeah. The frothy mix of the lean product. Um, <laughs> although increasingly there is less of a distance between the candidate yeah. and the uh yeah. the, the definition we just described. Um the, the things that the guy has been saying recently are, are so beyond the scope of reason to me that that I, I can't possibly look at the man and, and, and consider taking him seriously for even a moment. Um, one of the most reprehensible things I think he said recently is he describes, you know, his stance on abortion. He's obviously, he's, he's pro-life. Um, he's pro-life even uh, in cases of rape and incest, which I, I have uh, a real problem with. Um, and he, he says, basically, make the best out of a bad
1: situation. That should be the Republican fucking, like, subtitle. You know, like, like vote GOP, GOP make the best out of the bad situation. Even even so, it's like, hey, poor people, you know, you're poor. Just be fucking happy that you're poor. You live in the greatest country in the world. Sure, you don't get to enjoy any of it, but you live in the greatest country in the world. What the fuck are you bitching about? Make the best out of a bad situation. You know, yeah, you grow up in a right. shitty neighborhood. You know, where 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 people don't uh, where people don't value education because it hasn't done anything for them, and you have no opportunities coming out of that neighborhood. You don't have fucking you know your daddy didn't fucking sell his first oil well at fucking eighteen, so you don't have any kind of money or anything to fall back on. You're probably gonna drop out of school, maybe sell drugs, but you know what? Make the best out of the out of this you know crappy situation. What kind of shitty thing is that to say to somebody? Uh, you know, what kind of worldview do you have to have to say something like that to somebody else? You, you, you have to have a fucking a, a, a silver spoon shoved up your ass to even think something like that. Because you've never had to deal with it. You've never had... Okay, right. how about your wife gets raped, Santorum? Are you going to be like, oh, cool. Well, let's just have the baby, hun? Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, oh, well, you know, when life hands you lemons, make some yeah. lemonade. When your wife is assaulted and impregnated...
1: When life, when life hands to babies, make baby aid, baby aid? you know, here you go.
2: Mmm, delicious glass blo- of baby aid, it's, baby aid.
1: That's actually Dr. Pepper. <laughs> but, <you know? laughs> we covered this on a previous show. No, but really it's, uh, what an, what an arrogant fucking worldview that is. And it, what it, what it shows is, is that you've lived a life that has had very, very little trauma in it. Yeah. Well, very little disaster has happened in your life because if you are so uncaring about other people's lives, you've never had hardship.
2: A- absolutely, man. I mean, the, the the truth is, of course, that his his wife did uh, when faced with a medical emergency. She she was forced to make a decision. Um, and I don't want to criticize her for that decision because that's none of my fucking business.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um
2: you're, you're talking about you know being opposed to to abortion even in the cases of rape and incest. That's a position that I just can't get there from here. It, it, that is the government. That's 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 the essence of big government. That's the government. Yes. Um, doing violence, additional violence against a woman who's already been victimized. You know, you're you're saying, oh well, you, you know, you've been you've been cruelly treated. You've been victimized. You've been attacked, assaulted. Um, we as the government want to continue that assault. Yeah. <laughs> it's not over. And it won't the be ground over. War is, the ground war has just started. Right. <laughs> that was a skirmish in the hell yeah. that we're going to unleash exactly, upon right? your psyche. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. not, let's let's not, let's not you know pretend that being pregnant and delivering unto the world a child is risk-free. There's a, a tremendous amount of risk Fucking that's a. associated with pregnancy and that's associated with uh, childbirth. So even if all goes well, it's awful, but there's no guarantee that all is going to go well. And well is so fucking outrageously relative because the pro, I mean, the, the, the genesis of that pregnancy was born out of violence. So for some guy, some, some dude who's never going to get fucking raped and impregnated to stand there and tell you to fucking make lemonade, man. It's just like, it makes me want to beat his face into a wall. I know it's 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 hard not to think about
1: violence when you think about Santorum. I mean, just like, <laughs> he's such a fucking douchebag. And and you're totally right. He's just basically looking at all the women of the world that have had a fucking rough go of it and tell them, "Suck it up, bitch." Right. What the fuck is wrong with right. you? Look,
2: you shouldn't have had a fucking vagina then. Right. That's exactly it, right? And you get this this argument all the time from from the pro life community, and to some degree. There's a rationality behind it, which is the personal responsibility argument. Right. Personal responsibility doesn't enter into the equation in, in circumstances of rape and incest. It, it, it wouldn't be fucking rape if you were like, well, I chose to get pregnant. No, they, that's definitionally. It yeah. does not. Definitionally, it does not work. So you're looking at somebody and saying, well, you didn't you, you know, you couldn't fucking help it. And that was pretty terrible. And it's it's one of the worst things you're probably ever going to have to endure in your life. And nobody other than you will ever know what that was really like. But here's here's what I think about it. Yeah, really? Fuck here's you. what you think about it? Fuck you, dude. I'm going to throw you off a bridge. Well,
1: he's not, you know, and this is not an isolated incident. This is not just, like, one thing that makes Santorum fucking crazy. And, like, I, uh, the, the thing that blows my mind, Tom, the thing that I just I cannot get past is that this guy is an absolute religious radical like when you look at what he thinks and I'm just going to mention two other stories that we're going to sort of compress with this Santorum we're stuffing it in (laughs) to sort of get that Santorum That we need. We're just jamming them. I mean, it's almost it's very forcible. Just how we're jamming these Santorum articles (laughs) together. But Santorum uh, promises to outlaw gay civil marriage because it does not reflect God's will for us. That's one story we're going to we're going to combine. And another is he says that the that the left uses colleges for indoctrination. Okay, so we have this guy who has these crazy views about America. And about reality. Let's just say reality. Let's just say he has crazy views about reality.
2: Yeah, and, and he's using he's a, his bully pulpit to espouse religious nonsense.
1: Sure, sure. And so here's here's what I want I want people to think about. Let's just pretend you stumbled across this podcast and you were religious, and you're in the right now. You're searching for the off button. Right now on your iPod, you're trying to find it, and I get a chance to say something to you. <laughs> and what I'm saying is. Do you really want a religious fundamental like this, who is a different fundamental to to you, being in charge of you? Because, you know what, maybe you have extreme views too, but I bet they don't match perfectly with what Santorum's views are. They're just a little off, because like you say, Tom, all the time, Christianity, that denomination of Christianity is not a one homogenous fucking religion. Christianity is huge. I mean, here's a here's an example of how Christianity is not a homogenous religion. Protestants. Right. You know what I mean like Protestants. You know we're going back to 1500 here on this one. Okay? So so the very idea that it's not a fucking homogenous religion. What would you think, America? Protestant America, if Catholic Rick Santorum was elected, how could you possibly vote for this guy? And would you vote for this guy if he was a Muslim espousing these views? And you've got to ask yourself that because this is what he is espousing is a tiny subsect of religious worldview. That you may or may not fit into, and this guy wants to run this place like a fucking theocracy, and you want to let him in? You want to fucking put him up in Iowa and be like, "Yeah, he's our guy." I, Crazy. It,
2: it, it, you're exactly right. You, you know, he's he's a radical Catholic, and right. you know, if you're a moderate Catholic, you'd be offended by this guy's very existence. If, if you're a Protestant, it doesn't work. If you're a Mormon, it doesn't work. If you're a Jehovah's Witness, it doesn't work. You know, if you're if you're any of the if you're not Rick Santorum,
1: you <laughs> are not Rick Santorum or one of his fucking siblings and or his child. Right.
2: You know, you, you wanna you wanna outlaw something because you don't think it's a good idea. Fine. You wanna make a social policy because you think that it will benefit the greater good of society. That's you know present your fucking case. You wanna do something because it, you know God's will. Yeah. Fuck. Really? You. God. We should never take this man seriously. As soon as he says that. That should be America's cue to be like, "Oh, right. We need to lock this fucker up or ignore him." Right. We have two options. We can either lock him up and hope he gets better, maybe put him on a 72-hour psychiatric hold, <laughs> or, you know, hope just just ignore him because he's clearly not capable of running a fucking farm stand, much less a country. <laughs> Right? This is a guy who would be intimidated by the local cucumbers.
1: I don't want to. I certainly wouldn't want to try uh, Rick Santorum's farm stand orange juice. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>
2: oh, and the man. left is. It, it, the colleges use. Colleges indoctrinate people to the left? I don't even understand that. You went to college, it didn't work for you.
1: I know they totally indoctrinated Rick Santorum. Uh, Wait, this guy is a degenerate. What is he gonna? What are you possibly gonna say uh, to all these people in the world right now that have uh, a uh, a marriage that is that is a homosexual marriage? Right? It's it's a it's a same sex marriage. What are you gonna say to them? Sorry.
2: Yeah, but you're an Indian giver. Like, oh, I can't probably can't say that, right? I can't say Indian giver. (laughs) Fuck can't say Indian style when you talk about sitting either, it turns I, out. I know, you
1: can't say, like, dude, really. Just just pretend you're talking about uh, India's uh Indians from India yeah, instead of Native that Americans. That wouldn't be offensive. That's not <laughs> that's offensive.
2: billions of They're people. too far away to be offended. <laughs> but, I mean, really, you're going to be like, oh, take backs. Yeah, right. Take backs. I No take backs. That was my marriage. You can't take back <laughs> can't my, take marriage. my marriage. Back. <laughs> but what the scriptures are anxious to say, it's far more important that we be spiritually strong as a nation than that we be militarily strong. It's not enough to be militarily strong. If we are militarily strong, but we are spiritually weak as a nation, uh, we are going to go down. And that's why it's critical, I believe, to have a commander-in-chief who is a Christian-in-chief first and then is our commander-in-chief. So um, Oklahoma, really doing it right. Uh, Oklahoma GOP introduces bill that attacks evolution and climate change. It's a twofer. <laughs> Go get them, Oaks They went to Great America got a Twicket <laughs> <laughs> So many Great America jokes on this show I know,
1: people don't even know what Great America is It's like a fucking Chicagoland thing uh,
2: This is from Addicting Info um, Wow, really? Um, the anti-evolution nuts in uh, Oklahoma uh, Republicans, not a shocker there um, They want to basically uh, f- assist school staff in promoting critical thinking um, by promoting being critical of as I read it thinking.
1: <laughs> I don't know that I have a lot to say about this other than like, really? <laughs> really? This is what this is your plan? How do this how do these things get passed? Like like one one I want to say is we we pay these people. We pay these people to sit in rooms and think up legislation. Like, like what how, is that, how, how do you justify your paycheck after a day of fucking writing something like this up?
2: Well, here's, here's what gets me is that it says, and I, I'm going to quote here, um, promoting critical thinking, logical analysis, open and objective discussion of scientific theories, including but not limited to evolution, the origin of life, global warming, and human cloning. Now, here's what I want to say. Um, science is immune to rhetoric. You can have a discussion about anything that you want to have a discussion about. It will not change the data. There is no time where you're going to talk the data into into another conclusion. (laughs) You're never going to string together a series of words so fucking powerfully persuasive that the data itself stands up and takes notice and says, Wow! Initially... Initially, there were no mammals buried in this strata of rock. It's amazing. But they have actually come down through this. That's never going to fucking happen. Right. That's retarded. Right. That's just retarded. Um, human cloning? We're, we're, isn't Who's promoting human cloning? I don't even understand why... <laughs> That's like some some conspiracy theorists like Obama went to Mars bullshit, right? Absolutely, well, right. Human yeah. cloning. We've well, we got to have an honest and open discussion about human cloning. We're, what? you have been watching too much sci-fi channel.
1: There's a show right now, Tom. I'm not even kidding. I was fucking – Sarah was watching TLC, which I am convinced has nothing to do with learning. No. Now. TLC it's the freak has show lost channel. the learning. It's Yeah, it's fucking – it's the freak show channel. And one of the things that they had on there was I cloned my pet or something like oh. that was the name of the show. Oh. And I'm not kidding. These people are so crazy obsessed with their pet that they go out and, like, they save little bits of their pet and then they have, them have people, like, try to clone them. And I'm not kidding. Okay, so it's a, like a fucking schnauzer, right? You're trying to fucking clone a schnauzer at this point. It takes them years to do it, years to get this this clone of this animal because it's not a fucking process. You'd be like, yeah, dude, let's just clone me up. Yeah. clone me up a clone. Right. Hey, could you clone me up a couple clones? Is it like a
2: twofer? <laughs> it's, it's not multiplicity, you yeah, know. Like right. it's not like Michael Keaton isn't walking into a thing and being, wah! I got another wah, well, clone of a clone. Ha ha ha! That doesn't happen. That's not. We don't have. <laughs> T- what's happening? T- <laughs> you can't do that. You, you ought to have an honest and open discussion about human cloning? Okay, I'll start. No one's doing that. No one's. No one can do it.
1: They can't even fucking clone a are right. It takes them two years. Right. And
2: I've also heard, incidentally, that when they clone a lot of the animals, and what have you, they don't have the same fur pattern. There's no guarantee of similar personality. It's not. Yeah. It, people don't understand how this actually works. You don't get the thing back. It's not like it comes back and it's like, hey, I remember that, too.
1: I know, it's a shared memory. Well, the best part, I got to, gosh, I'm I'm getting off tangent, but this is so funny. They had this fucking dog psychic on that (laughs) show. (laughs) A dog psychic, it was the greatest thing ever. Like, it's not, it's like a dog whisperer or something, but he's also a psychic. So he's, like, talking to the dog, and he's, like, and he looks, like, fucking straight into the camera. He's, like, oh, the dog remembers this about his life. And
2: it wasn't. That dog's life. That dog is dead. That's so
1: awesome. Like, it's this so is a like. Dog. <laughs> it is so against all. that. Like, like they can't even get their fucking mythology straight around this. It's awesome. It's so fucking awesome. It actually. But how, anyway. Wait,
2: wait, real, but real quick, how would that work from a. Like, if you believed in souls and the souls of animals, like your animal dies, and let's imagine that all dogs go to heaven, right? So the soul <laughs> goes up to heaven. Well, if you believe in souls, you believe in some sort of something. Right. right? But then. But then the dog—they do clone it, and the dog's soul is like, "Fuck! I was in paradise." And you <laughs> it like just got ripped, grab it off the like, sky, it was a- and you like slam dunk it back into the body. What? Boom! <laughs> I was just pissing on a sofa in heaven. <laughs> I yeah, was I, eating okay. God's slippers.
1: This, <laughs> <laughs> the, this type of thing though, I really don't know how these people get paid. I, I really don't, don't know.
2: Well, and it's to make sure that nobody from Oklahoma gets to attend an Ivy League school.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, right. Oh, you,
2: let's see. Uni- well, that's because they
1: indoctrinate them. Right. So, yeah, yeah. in the
2: yeah. lefty universities. Yeah. yeah. So, we're going to take a break for a moment to give you an opportunity to uh, contact us via Facebook, Twitter, and to get in touch with us on the telephone. And we'll be returning in just a moment to ruin the rest of your episode.
0: You can email these assholes at dissonance.podcastgmail.com. At for more information on this or any other episode, visit the Cognitive Dissonance website dissonancepod.com Like our show on Facebook to join in the conversation Just search for Cognitive Dissonance in Facebook or go to our website for the link You can converse with us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at dissonance underscore pod Help us out by retweeting and reposting our shows You can call us and leave us a message at 740-74-DOUBT That's 740-743-6828 Long distance rates apply Your help is fucking greatly appreciated.
2: Cecil, this next story, um, and I've been reading about this now for some time. This is uh, from Global Post. Nigeria's witch children find refuge at center. Um, Children that have been branded as witches in Nigeria um, undergo some of the most horrific abuses um, that you could possibly imagine. Um, And it... It comes from basically witch doctors, people who proclaim themselves uh, to to be um, like exercising witches and to get rid of witches and to and these children are blamed for a host of maladies um, and uh they're they're branded as witches and they're oftentimes killed and tortured and uh, abandoned and uh, this story is
1: fucking awful and you know if you think if people are thinking that Oh, well, you know, they're just that's because they come from a culture that's like, you know, magical or whatever. These are Christian sects, Right.
2: These are these are children and their parents and their communities are being misled um, by these overzealous religious people who have financial motivations for doing this, but who use their their religious power to strike fear into the hearts of, of whole communities who then turn over the most uh, vulnerable members of their society, their children, for exorcism, violent exorcisms, and uh, uh, sometimes murder of these children, sometimes mutilations of these children. Um, th- this is, you know, I put this on, on Facebook and Twitter, and I, and I believe this to the core of my being. This is what's wrong with a superstitious worldview. Absolutely. This is why that shit is important Um, because this does not come from a non-superstitious worldview. You have to believe that shit first. No thinking
1: person believes that that magic exists. So they're not going to believe in a witch, right? They're just going to – it's just not going to happen. So these people that believe that there's such a thing as magic, believe that there's such a thing as angels, believe that there's such a thing as retribution. The reason why they're pushing these people out of their communities is because of retribution from a god. Right. They're doing it because they're afraid of punishment. They're afraid of this damning punishment forever. The idea of hell. The one thing that I always think about whenever I think about, you know, when, when people say, you know, I'm a religious, the first thing I ask is like, do you really believe in a hell? Because hell was the first thing that really struck me as, what the fuck do you, what, what? (laughs) What could you possibly do? What could you possibly do on this world that could merit an eternal punishment? There is nothing I can think of besides punishing someone eternally that could merit an eternal punishment. It just doesn't make any sense. the only one
2: in hell would be God?
1: Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It makes no sense. So I, just, I like so the, the, the problem is, is that these people believe in a worldview where people can be punished eternally and they're afraid of it because it's a it's a motivating tool. And so they're being motivated to be afraid of it. And they will choose outcasts to push out of their out of their group, out of their, you know, out of their society. Right.
2: Right. It's an effective motivating tool. You know, Absolutely. it's a very effective motivating tool. You're going to if you don't do the thing right, you'll be tortured forever. That's a long time. That's bad. I don't want to be tortured at all. Right. Right. Like if somebody was like, Tom, if you don't do X, I really don't even care what X is. If you don't do X, uh, we will torture you for 15 minutes in the cruelest way imaginable by an omniscient power. Wow. I do not want that to happen. Fuck that. I'm going to do your thing. Yeah. So these kids, um, this is is a, a terrible story and this is an ongoing problem.
1: Sure, this isn't like a, a one-time thing. Oh, that's just a freak of nature. You know, you're calling all these all these religious people crazy, and that just happens once in a while. It's just a once in a while. No, it happens all the fucking time. They cut these people up and put them in medicine, man. Yeah. They fucking, they kill yep. albinos over there and fucking drink their blood like fucking ghouls. Like, we all, what the fuck world do we live in where you're killing fucking human beings to fucking protect you from fucking gods and made-up shit?
2: A bad one? Is that the answer? It's a really bad one, right? It's a
1: world I don't know. I want to live in. I know.
2: (laughs) We can't cover this story anymore. It just makes my (laughs) I don't understand.
1: The witch! It's a witch, man! Listen to what you're saying. I
2: I know, but that's the thing. Is like these and these and these pastors. These these uh, they they charge up to a year's salary to these families because and they say that the only way that's that's how they trade that they prey on these people so the, you know the missionaries come over and feed them this monotheistic barbarism they adopt yep. that into their culture they now believe in you know witches heaven hell god punishment all that shit and then then these religious people these pastors there say well your kid is is uh, Possessed by demons. People believe that shit is fucking standard because that's the fucking bill of goods they've been sold. Then the pastor says the only way, the only deliverance of this demon is through me. But it comes at a price. It's up to a year's salary for some of these people. So it's obvious hucksterism. So then but what the families that cannot uh, afford to pay to have their kids exercised. Well, now what? Now they think they've got a fucking witch in the house. So they gotta get rid of it. So then they abandon their children. I mean, like, like the, the cycle of cruelty and violence is
1: unimaginable. And that and that to me tells me that, you know, the mission the mission stuff that people do where they shove fucking Bibles down people's throats is a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's not a it's not a thing. You shouldn't be, you know, while you're feeding them, you shouldn't be fucking stuffing a Bible down their throat. Right. Because if you're going to teach them this, somebody in that fucking community is going to latch on to see that this is a way to power, and they're going to use it to the best of their ability, and they're going to use it to manipulate others, and that's what they're doing. That's all that religion really is anyway. And if you're going to show them the trick – I mean you're, you're a con showing them the fucking con. You're showing them how to do three-card money.
2: Right. You definitely are. You absolutely definitely I mean, It's a training program really yeah welcome it's like watching the fucking burger king welcome to burger king video
1: right (laughs) welcome to burger king which is a (laughs) real
2: so see so this next story also comes from addicting info um a tennessee representative says it's virtually impossible to contract aids through heterosexual sex Um, this, uh, this guy could not be a less informed person. (laughs) I have to, I I have, before I even give you a chance, and I know you're chomping at the bit and I don't blame you. He
1: seems like he's developmentally challenged. (laughs) Just read it. I have to
2: read what he's actually said. This is, most people realize that AIDS came from the homosexual community. He told Michelangelo, Michelangelo Signorelli, who hosts the radio program on Sirius XM out Q. It was one guy screwing a monkey, right. if I recall correctly. Yeah, I saw that movie. And then having <laughs> sex with men. It was an airline pilot, if I recall. Right. My understanding is that it's virtually, not completely, but virtually <laughs> impossible to contract AIDS through heterosexual sex. I'm glad this
1: guy figured it out. Wow. I'm happy that this guy is a researcher and he went through all the trouble to figure out one, where it came from, because he's correct, and it came from a guy fucking a monkey. Right, Tom?
2: That is actually horrifyingly inaccurate. Yeah, that's not <laughs> that's at all. not even
1: remotely correct. Okay, and uh, what about the second part of his statement here, that it's virtually impossible? <laughs> I can't well, even say it. With a straight face, it's like, like, you can get AIDS if you have sex with somebody of the opposite
2: sex. That explains why no women have AIDS. I know, right? 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 That Because it's virtually women, impossible to get. Virtually. Right, that is yeah. not true. That's just nothing you said was true. It didn't come from an airline pilot fucking a monkey. That's that is a fucking uh, that's an apocryphal story. You stupid piece of human debris. That is a terrible thing to say. You're so fucking uninformed. I am very uninformed. and I know more than this. Just listen to there. See, so I was just telling you that there's a there's a radio lab episode called Patient Zero. That discusses this in detail and traces it back through genetics, through DNA testing, all the way back through uh, the, the simian version of of HIV. It's, it, we know, we fucking know, man. We know right where it came to come from. Somebody having sex with a monkey. That is a that is a that is a genuinely stupid thing to say. And anybody who would repeat that is a genuinely stupid person who ought to be put to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Euthanized.
1: I love that it's like an airline pilot. Right. Like an airline. Like because because the most promiscuous of our of our entire world is airline like the people who work on airlines. Like those are the one those are the most promiscuous.
2: Well that's how it's spread all around the world, right? Oh, is that he yeah, would, I see. He would go, you know, from port to port, so to speak, and just Bang away with
1: outbreak. What is this? What's I, happening? Here? Outbreak is more believable. It is. It's more. And it's got Dustin Hoffman. So you know what I mean. <laughs> but okay. So what? What this guy is saying? Like, I want to. You know, obviously focusing on the. You know, it was a gay guy. I love that he's he's saying he's like if I recall correctly, which I don't. Uh, right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> if I have none of my facts yeah, right probably. here,
1: I love that you can just say anything you want now, and it doesn't even matter. Like, if you're a politician. And this guy is a fucking, you know, this guy is a politician. You can come out and be like, you know what? I'm a politician. I can just say whatever the fuck I want and it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to fact check me. And even if they do, it's going to be on a place. It's not going to be on fucking NBC. Right. It's going to be on a place called Addicting Info that nobody's going to go to. Right? <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> Our apologies go out to Addicting Info. <laughs> but
1: like, like like the difference, is, the difference is, is that nobody covers this anymore because it's right. so – it's so commonplace for these people. It's not saying that Addicting Info is a place that, you know, people don't go for, for their news. But at the same time, they're not getting the same hit rate that fucking CNN is. But why isn't CNN calling this fucking Tennessee guy out and saying, dude, you, you can get AIDS by having sex with the opposite sex? It, it, like, it, it. This, this, he, could, he could make, I mean, his words, his words right here could cause someone to get AIDS.
2: Oh, absolutely, right? Because people are gonna go out and be like, Well, I don't have to worry about AIDS now, because I'm a heterosexual person. And this is also I you know, I have to feel like the way that this is phrased, what he's really saying is men won't get AIDS from having heterosexual sex. Right? I I, I feel like that's embedded in the subtext of what he's saying here. Because it it's so blatantly and obviously untrue, and everybody is 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 horrifyingly aware as this uh, pandemic has spread across the globe that that men absolutely can give uh, this virus transmit this virus to women I and mean, there's no there's no question about that so i feel like the subtext here is that men will not contract aids from having heterosexual sex but who gives a fuck what happens to women right right you know if women get it or don't well fucking say so there you go. It's just, it's just, you know, if you don't fuck a monkey, you won't get AIDS. You don't want to have AIDS? Don't fuck a monkey. You're a stupid person. Not to
1: say that fucking a monkey doesn't have its downfalls. I'm like sure. I'm sure. There are some, there are some bad things that could come. We're not saying that fucking a monkey is completely safe on this show.
2: The but don't play alone would be killer though. <laughs>
1: You have to dress your penis up like a banana. You know? oh, god. That's just—it's oh, just wrong. Oh no! Oh god! It's so wrong.
2: Oh, okay. This we show gotta... does not support fucking yeah. animals. Yeah. I love like that. All. I, what,
1: uh, yeah, kids from high school are right now oh, are listening to us talk about. Yeah, play this in your fucking civics class. Just... <laughs> you're,
2: you're... <laughs> oh, fathers weep. Oh god. Oh.
1: I believe. The Lord God created the universe. I believe that he sent his only son to die for my sins. And I believe that ancient Jews built boats and sailed to America. I am a
2: Mormon. And a Mormon just leaves. So this is a story from from Gawker. Um, The the Romney's... I can't even understand this. The Romneys converted Mitt's dead atheist father-in-law to Mormonism. You heard that. He was dead, and they converted him to Mormonism. I am to understand that posthumous conversions are a thing for the Mormons. That they uh, convert people to Mormonism relatively en masse posthumously so you could live your whole life as a member of this faith or that faith or no faith and then the mormon is could just come by and be like well now you're a mormon
1: it's the best we time to gotcha. do it because you don't get a lot of argument out of them right it's I mean, true there's, there's right? no protest in
2: 1995 um, the church pledged to discontinue future baptisms of deceased jews because the jewish community was understandably upset they were like we, we lived in this faith this is our faith we have, this is not a thing that you should just decide for look I don't even like faith right like I don't res- I have no respect for Mormonism or Judaism or Christianity or any of that. but you can't just you can't just find a guy and, and be like well I'm gonna have a stand-in and decide that he's a Mormon now that's a what an insult that is.
1: I actually just, I actually kinda hope they do it for me. Do you really? Yeah, fucking why. Then it shows they have no idea who I was. You know what I mean? It really shows right. it really shows that they have no fucking clue who that person was. That really that that they that they are so superficial and uh that they just don't they don't bother to get to know people. If you're if you're taking an atheist, somebody who chose during their life not to adopt your religion and then Posthumously saying that they're part of your religion—you have no idea what that person was about.
2: Well, sure, and just just the the idea of the the size of the numbers of people that are involved, you know, I, I think this this really belies a lack of mathematical understanding, right? If the idea is that they want to posthumously baptize or convert everybody to Mormonism in order to make sure that they go to heaven because they feel that they've got a calling. To sort of save the unsaved, even if the unsaved are fucking dead. First, what does that say about your God? Like, your God is just like, oh, get around to it already. I've got them burning in hell. I really don't feel good about it. Can somebody please posthumously baptize these people? Come on, I can't, you know, I've got rules established here. I can't send them up to heaven until somebody pretends that they're them. And then they say a bunch of words around a corpse that's not a corpse. I got, I've i got rules here, people. But be, beyond that, there's billions of people. Billions. If everybody took, let's say this took 10 minutes to do, and it went on without stopping, for, and it took 10 minutes for all the billions of people that have died over the entire course of human history, you will never baptize all of them. There's not enough time. And I mean that, like, we don't have enough of the time. You will run out of time. It's the people that don't understand how big a billion is.
1: I just, I, I like the idea that they're just like, you know, like, look, either you convert during your life or we convert you after death. You don't have a choice. You're going to be a Mormon. Everybody's going to be a Mormon. Doesn't matter.
2: Have you heard the good news? No? Well, you will. <laughs> well,
3: well like you'll agree to it later.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs>
3: Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, whole truth, and nothing about the truth? Why don't you answer him? He's talking pig right and I don't know what he's saying. He's asking you if you swear. No, but I know all the whites. He's asking you if you'll swear to tell the truth. Truth is stranger than fiction, Judgey Woody.
2: <laughs> and then, Cecil, North Carolina lawmaker calls for. This is a story from Think Progress. Calls for bringing back public hangings, and what does he want to bring back public hangings for? Rapists, kidnappers, and abortionists—none of which are currently even capital offenses. Why Where do we live? What is know. happening? What? It's. Don't you feel like you like sometimes like you you're in a time machine and you can't get out? Like, just like, I want to bring back public hangings for jaywalkers, speeders, <laughs> litterers.
1: You made an Indian to cry. <laughs> I want to I hang people
2: for truancy offenses. <laughs> the following people will be Curfew hanged. few violations. All of the people will be hanged. I mean, you litterers. know, like if you read this article, and it, it's crazy. It says that, you know, the, the last public, public hanging. Public nudity. <laughs> All hangings will be in a nude. <laughs> like, anybody oh, seeing a nude will be hung. All drunk hangings and will be disorderly.
1: Like I just, just keep just go as low as you can. Public hangings for the everything. <laughs> Noise <laughs> violations. That's a hanging.
2: That's a hanging. Somebody's
1: coming by in their car and it's like, hang that motherfucker! Get him up here! Get a rope! Hang him with his fucking speaker wire.
2: <laughs> all the squad cars will have like portable gallows.
1: Yeah, exactly. I can mean, be erected. Has, why wait? Why why wait, Tom? There's well, and no actually reason. he says
2: that. He says why wait, you know? He says um, you know that that all these people have uh, you know that the, the appeals process takes too long <laughs> and that they should get all their appeals out of the way at once. Sure. Yeah. Let's just, just do let's, let's do a mass appeal.
1: Everybody in prison gets to make one appeal.
2: One just together, and, a cumulative appeal. <laughs> right. So because that's the way to get sure and and obviously we know that the justice system is a perfect system. It is it's right, this is correct, right? Right. It is unflawed, it has never made an error. Everyone who has ever been convicted has been guilty. We know this to be a sure a certain fact. That's not in point of fact a fact. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> that is not fact. accurate. That's not, not a fact. No.
1: No facts included. I love that abortionists are on here. I love right. that he's like he's like made it a crime and he's made it a capital crime. Like it didn't just like it didn't just like w- like work its way in where it's like you know okay it's a ten thousand dollar fine and like four years in jail or whatever. No 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 it's passed. it moved right past misdemeanor jumped past you know all the felonies and is now a capital crime.
2: Right there's no obstacles in the way of this plan it's, at not, all. it's North you know it's, it's not lawmaker. illegal
1: anywhere else in the country. It's not even illegal right. in in North Carolina. But he's just going to make it a capital offense.
2: Right and he says. He says that it would be a deterrent to them. Sure. The the, the whole deterrent argument has been so thoroughly debunked. It's not a deterrent. Who is capital? Who is this a deterrent for? If it's a crime of passion, it's an irrational act. And so therefore, it's not a deterrent. If it's a rational act, then one has to assume that the consequences have already been weighed and the action is still undergone. And so it's not. It's not a deterrent. It's it's not a deterrent. History shows it's not a deterrent. I I remember reading one time about they used to do, uh, you know, public executions were a norm. Um, And I was reading that the pickpockets, of course, they used to be executed because that's crazy. But they still used to execute pickpockets (laughs) and that one of the times the pickpockets were the most active was when crowds would gather to watch public executions.
1: See, the pickpocket thing at first, I was like, that is kind of crazy. Then I was thinking to myself, I was like, yeah, but you know what's more crazy? is executing people for something that's not a crime. That's right. a little more crazy, I think, that is. than actually executing someone for something that is yeah. a crime. I think right. you've overstepped a bound when you're saying, you know, you're an abortionist, which is perfectly legal, by the way. I'm just calling yeah. it something that's shocking so you can make, right. make it feel like it's bad. Just though, using the scariest word. Yeah, I'm using word. the scariest word, you Darwinists. But, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm using this terrifying word for you, but it's really not illegal at all. And you can go have an abortion anywhere right now in the country. Just go have an abortion. But, uh, you know, hell, do it after brunch. But, uh, but the, the, this guy's gonna—he's gonna publicly execute people just because they—you know—like this is a this guy is a fucking madman.
2: He is, and
1: and who wants to see He's a lawmaker. It? Makes know, laws.
2: That's a law. Like the
1: laws you have to live in. You know he the, ones even you, the ones listening. that you the you you know like you live and then you like like the laws. <laughs> this guy is a person that makes those. Okay, so uh, so all you people, all you fans of Angry Atheists that have stuck around for this entire show to uh, to to listen, a reap, reap is back, and we are going to talk to him here about uh, about his show. So, reap, if you want to just introduce yourself to our listeners who uh, who might not know who you are,
3: it's funny because I always do that to my guests. You know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> turn about fair play, reap. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. This is payback, isn't it?
3: <laughs> uh, my name is Reap Payton, and uh, I do the. Angry Atheist Podcast and Reap So Radio, which is a live show I do every Tuesday at three PM on uh, godlessradio.net. dot where, where you can find me at.
1: Cool. So, so, uh, so, how did you? You've been do you've been doing this for a while. I see. You know, you. Uh, I we've listened to your podcasts. We know that you know uh, quite a bit about interviewing people. What what first? What got you into this? And how long have you been doing it? Huh.
3: That's a good. <laughs> I haven't asked that question for a long time. Actually, what first got me into internet radio is um, I was involved in the paranormal, and really I was involved, yeah, as a as a skeptic. And I would, I was kind of a light. I was a light skeptic, though. I wouldn't just get in people's faces and go, "You know, ghosts aren't real." You
2: know, kind of <laughs> Wait, they're not. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, that's awesome.
3: And it's funny because the paranormal. And religion now people in the paranormal will deny this, and so will people in re- believers, but they have a lot a lot in common with each other. The way people believes and the reason why they believe in it yeah so it, it's pretty it 's pretty interesting, but um the show evolved kind of, and I got more into religion because I thought that atheism and organized religion they needed to be dealt with. On- on a grander scale than ghosts, you know, ghost hunters are not, they don't do a whole lot of damage. You know what I mean? They're yeah. dangerous. There's aspects to it that are dangerous. Like people who say they have a telephone, they can talk to, to the dead people with, you know, it's kind of taking advantage or taking advantage of people who are, when they're suffering, you know, when they've lost a loved one and they don't know what else to do. And they're kind of at a low spot in their life and it's, take advantage of them. Then I thought was kind of underhanded, like Sylvia Brown. You sure. Know, yeah. That kind of, yeah. So I would, I would talk about it on that scale, on that aspect. And kind of be critical of it, more critical and harsher of it there, but then I started, you know, as the show went on, I thought, you know, this really doesn't matter. No, it's really not harming that many people. But if I look at religion and what it's done, it's it's time to change the focus a little bit. So that's when I started doing more of an atheist well, angle. That, to the that show. makes sense to me, though.
2: You know, you think you're not going to get to the idea of ghosts with a with a, a materialist worldview, right? I mean, yeah. the two the two go hand in hand. I, I I they have to go hand in hand, you know. Yeah. Paranormal by 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 nature means hey, I can't prove any of this shit is real, but I still think so, and I'm gonna half
3: heartedly investigate it. What's ironic is even if they were to prove something paranormal was real, it wouldn't be paranormal anymore, so they could, wouldn't be proving it in the first place. Well, right, you know, you know definitionally,
2: <laughs> it's no longer paranormal. It's now just. Normal. Normal. And yeah. <laughs> the, the the definition of normal has expanded now to include this naturalistic explanation, which has been, you know, developed to the, it, it's 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 absurd. It you can't possibly have a paranormal experience that you've then proven out scientifically, and still have it maintain its its status as a paranormal
3: experience exactly right so there's kind of self defeating
2: right it, you know it, you're not a cryptozoologist once you find bigfoot right you found him now <laughs> you're just a zoologist <laughs> yeah no.
3: man and that bigfoot thing is crazy right there i just don't get the bigfoot <laughs> thing at all <laughs> you know bigfoot would have to be like supernatural it would have to be there would have to be a whole bunch of them if it was going to survive or it would have to be a supernatural being sure it'd have to have lived for so long at this yeah. point and yeah and avoided lightning strikes and trees falling on its head and <laughs> tripping and falling and breaking its leg you know never once has that ever happened and every know? guy with a gun ever
2: that's wandered yeah. through <laughs> the woods yeah <laughs> people who wear deer hunter orange get shot for crying <laughs> out loud <laughs> exactly you know, maybe they're bulletproof. You're, People haven't, you know, maybe they
3: haven't considered that they're bulletproof. Bigfoot, they're like it's made yeah, out of Kevlar.
2: Well.
3: <laughs> and they'd have to consider that. Real at this point, they'd have to consider that because they'd have to live a hell of a long time, <laughs> right? and it would have yeah, to be oh, able yeah. to avoid any kind of natural accident that might happen to it, disease, you know, yeah. anything. Either
1: you have a breeding population or you have a mutant. Those right? are
2: your the two options. options. Exactly. <laughs> so you're doing the atheist, uh, the the angry atheist show and Reap So Radio. What? What are your goals with these shows? You said you know you, you you moved away from the paranormal and into this this new avenue, the the, the more religiously
3: critical uh, shows. And uh, what what is it you're hoping to accomplish with them? Well, I think all I'm hoping to accomplish is if if one person you know, and I'll get an email every once in a while that'll keep me going. But if I can get one person to give a second thought to organized religion and how it's how it's affecting just everyone, you know, even. I don't think we even understand how strongly it's affecting us. Even when we say, oh, you know, just let them have their religious beliefs. It's okay. Well, they're still affecting us because those people are still making decisions based on fantasy. And even if they're not saying it out loud, those decisions are still being made based on the same fantasy. Fan- fantasy beliefs you know beliefs in just things that aren't even true so if I can help to stop that in any way shape or form even my, li- my one little bit then I'm, I'm cool plus I enjoy doing the radio anyways it's just fun to talk to people I've met an incredible amount of people doing this you know especially the Angry Atheist podcast to so talk with somebody one on one for an hour yeah it's, it's, it's fun to do you can get different perspectives from everyone it's amazing how different atheists are but we've all got this one thing that kind of links us
1: What's been your favorite interview? I mean obviously we we've been,
3: you know, your favorite interview. Others are not. Like right.
1: uh, what what you know I mean, and I don't you know, I, obviously you've had a lot of great shows that you've done, but you know, what's one that sticks out? What's one that, you know, if you if you were going to tell our listeners to go and listen to, you know, one of your shows to to really get sort of the heart of your show, which one would you point them to? Oh,
3: it's tough because there's been yeah. Good ones. I'm gonna have to say um, I'm gonna have to say Matthew Chapman was probably the one I enjoyed the most. He was just a really good guy I talked to. I liked him a lot, and I met I met him in person in San Francisco, and he is just a really um, honest, straightforward, just kind of really mellow guy and smart, and just fun to talk to. But I'd have you know, there's he's not the I couldn't point it. I couldn't say that this is the one I like the most. But if I had to pick one, I'd pick him just because I think I guess kind of connected. No, with I hear you.
2: You don't like all of your other guests. I'll tell them all. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I hate, actually, I
3: hate them. I hate them all equally. <laughs> yeah, also.
1: yeah. There you go. Yeah. So if somebody was going to try to find your show, Reap, uh, where would they go?
3: Well, I um, managed to snag the domain name godlessradio.net, so I'm going to put everything that I'm doing under that one domain name. And you'll be able to find anything that I'm doing, my blog, um, both shows. Um, I'm doing another show called American Heathen. I'm doing a co-host spot on that for the foreseeable future. So you'll be able to find everything at godlessradio.net, which is kind of cool.
1: Our podcast is really sort of aimed at people we think that are really sort of entrenched in the skeptic and atheist community, people that don't really need to be convinced. Do you think your show is, is one of those shows that is sort of preaching to the choir, so to speak? Or is it is it a show that is for people that are on the fence, too?
3: yeah you know that's interesting i I think about that a lot because I think that there's a lot of times where we are just preaching to the choir, so to speak, and I've made an effort to try and keep it so that um I'm not doing atheism all the time on Reapso radio you know the angry okay. atheist that's it's got its focus if that's sure. what it's doing on Reapso radio I'll change it up I'll do weird news I'll do just things if something pisses me off it's kind of my um my outlet if you will, so I could cover any anything I think that helps keep me um Available to people, to believers sometimes. Like, if I can get them, sucker them in, if you will. You know, (laughs) some of this this interesting stuff or funny stuff, I try and keep the humor at my my inside, you know, because I think you need to laugh or you're going to cry all the time. Yeah. But I think that helps keep me there. And I also write a blog for a paranormal site still, too, called Eye on the Paranormal.
1: Oh, cool. So, so you're still kind of, kind of involved in that community then?
3: Yeah, because it is something that needs to be paid attention to. I mean, these ghost people, it's good to have fun and go ghost hunting and do that. But there's still some aspects to that that are kind of ugly and just as ugly as religion. You know, the way that sure, people treat it and advantage of.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's cons in that, in, that, in that sort of thing. And, and one of the things I think that pro- propagates that uh, is there's so many shows nowadays that have these – you know, celebrity ghost stories and all these ghost hunters and all these people that are like fact and faked where they don't even really test anything, but they make it seem like it's sciencey enough so that they're proving the paranormal, but they're not even proving anything. They're just proving that, you know, there's a lot of hucksters out there. It's like all the
2: accoutrement of science with none of the discipline. We're using the scientific method, you know. It, it <laughs> remi- they always phrase. remind me of Egon walking around with that uh, that thing with the two little wands that stick out and beeps and lights flash, and it's like, yeah, that's not yeah. a thing. What is that? That wh- wh- what are you I doing? Just,
3: they got a they got what's called a paranormal puck. It's supposed to translate ghosts talking to you. It's supposed to translate. It's like a speaking spell. No, it's not. What it is? Are you making yeah. this no. up? I am not making this up. <laughs> Obviously, I got some links. I'm going to send you guys after we're done. You guys Holy will, yeah, you read it. That's like,
1: outrageous.
3: Yeah, it's called a paranormal pop. I'm getting seven of them.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: That's fucking no, you know, awesome. Hey, Banks, I have a a telephone that's supposed to talk to the dead. It's called a telephone that talks to the dead. <laughs> the lady called takes, a I've,
2: telephone that talks. What should we name this telephone that talks to the dead? <laughs> You
3: what? Hold on. You paid what? She paid $500 for this, and what it is is it's a radio that has had a couple of the circuits cut on it so that it scans back and forth on the AM, FM frequencies.
1: Are you fucking kidding me? Paranoia
3: makes you think you hear something once in a while. There are people who sit in their houses and literally talk to this thing all day long and think it talks back.
2: God. I would I would fucking market that thing as an eye corpse and be like, done I with it. Corpse? <laughs> That's fantastic.
3: They charge for readings. Cause I had a lady who was actually fell for this for a while and then snapped out of it, and she was pissed. So she sent me the recordings of her readings, and she paid hundreds of dollars per hour. Oh, no. The, the guy's name is Chris Moon, and he's um, out of Colorado. He was uh, marketing this telephone that talks to the dead. I think now he's a psychic because these paranormal people, <laughs> they get amazing powers every day. They get new amazing powers. It's like um, the X Men gone crazy. <laughs> that is so, that that's fucking incredible.
1: Now I'm depressed yeah, too. It is amazing. Now I'm depressed. Thanks. Well, thanks for joining us today, Reap, and uh, and we hope that our listeners uh, check out your show. Uh, you can check them out on GodlessRadio.net. Thanks again
3: for joining us, Reap. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you.
2: So. We got a lot of email and uh, contact and interaction through Facebook, and uh, we do appreciate all of it. Um, One of the things that we did uh, this last week, which we want to talk a little bit about, was uh, Skeptic Camp. Uh, Cecil and I are from the Chicago area, and uh, Chicago Skeptics had a uh, recent event, Skeptic Camp, and uh, we were not able to attend it. Uh, Cecil and I were both out of town, uh, so neither one of us was able to actually go, Um, but we did... Uh, chat a little bit with one of the organizers, Jeff, um, and we were able to uh, send a flyer and a little donation to Skeptic Camp, and uh, we're hoping the event went very well. From all indications, Cecil, it looks like from the, the groups on Facebook that everything went great.
1: Yeah, and and if you've made it this far into the podcast, Skeptic Campers, uh, you're here to stay. Now, now you're ours. We have your soul at this point. Skeptic- actual Skeptic- soul campers. not included. No yeah. actual soul.
2: <laughs> soul. soul. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but uh, but if you if you did go to Skeptic Camp and, and you're listening because you uh, you heard about us, uh, thanks. And uh, we hope uh, that the event went off well, and we hope to be there next year. Absolutely. Because uh, because one of the things that I mentioned to to Jeff was I'd like to go next year, and he said the donations that they received this year, you know ours and others, uh, will help make sure that it happens next year. So that's great, and uh, I'm looking forward to it next year. To go over and meet some local skeptics. And if
2: you do meet us in person, remember, I'm the one with a face for radio. (laughs) I'm the one with the body for radio. (laughs) I'm the one with a body for a forklift. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Mommy, why is that man eating a whole watermelon? (laughs) I don't know, son. Just. He unhinged his jaw. (laughs) Don't those belong in water? (laughs) (laughs) They look so ungainly upon the land. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, We also got an email from Nick. Uh, Nick, I love the title of your email. Uh, Best podcast or bestest podcast? I'll go bestest. (laughs) Bestest. Yeah, I'll go bestest on that one.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know that either one of them fits, but you can see. <laughs> yeah,
2: but if those are my options. If those are my options, okay. though, I'm going big, you know? Okay. Um, and Nick, you also sent us a, a link to a, a remote viewing thing. <laughs> Learn remote viewing, it says. I think that's great. Um, we will probably be talking about that on a later episode. So we're not going to go through the link in detail right now. Um, needless to say, I have not yet learned. I looked at it, but I used it. I did it remotely. Yeah, I was sitting at home,
1: and I clicked a link, and I remotely viewed the link that you sent, and it was actually it worked perfectly.
2: I so, actually do a lot of remote viewing. I hold yeah. my remote. I turn on the TV. I view the fucking TV. <laughs> it's remote viewing. It's not that fucking hard. What do you have to one, learn? One
1: of the one of the great things about this doing this podcast is the breadth of people that we reach, Tom. And I've got to say one of the one of the emails, you know how Lois sort of made our week last week. This email, I think made our week this week, and it's uh, it's an email from Kristen. and now I know Kristen's dad. I went to high school with Kristen's jeez, I'm old enough to know somebody <laughs> who's school. in high school's dad. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I know, uh, I know. John, he's a he's a fan of the show. He's, he used to be he was a big fan. Everyone's a critic, and he's a fan of cognitive dissonance. He calls us up on occasion. Uh, really great guy, funny guy. Went to high school with him and worked with him after high school, so we know each other pretty well. Um, his daughter, I guess he turned his daughter on to listen to the podcast, and she said that she listens to it in school now.
2: Well, she said not only that, but that she she wrote a uh, a summary of an episode for extra credit. <laughs> It. I that's love us. that somebody got a credit for listening yeah. to the. Yeah, I, I know. mostly <laughs> this would earn you a demerit of some yeah, sort. Yeah, it
1: should. It should. They should take your iPod away and tell you never to use it again. Right.
2: They Just smash that thing against the ground. They no. They, they actually she listed a whole uh, group of people, four or it's five of them. It's a cadre of them. Right. That, <laughs> it's like a fucking. That's actually more fans than I thought we had in I
1: total. Know. In total. Right. But it's, it turns out that we have more fans in this school than I, than I thought we had ever. Finally, but, uh, I'm cool. Finally, a, I'm cool. What, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm cool in high school, man. No, but, uh, but one of the awesome things is, is like the list of these people, they're as young as 16 or 15, I guess, because sophomores are on this list.
2: Right. I mean, I think that's a terrible idea. How dare you? I think <laughs> I have a bad idea too, but,
1: you know, hey. Actually, you know, we, we do talk about a lot of stuff, I think, that is, you know, the current events. She's talking about current events. One of her classes is current current events. Contemporary world problems, I guess is what it's called. And she uses this and this, you know, we do talk a lot about contemporary world problems. Religion is the contemporary world problem we normally rally against. <laughs> I heard there
2: are some problems. Yeah. Right now. Um, yeah.
1: So, yeah, it, it was great to get this email though. I really enjoyed it. And Kristen and and uh, we're going to say all your names here: Kristen, Calvin, uh, Shalea. Is that it?
2: Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea how me. to say Sorry. that. Sorry, Sha- <laughs> Shahela.
1: Shahela. I'm going to say it's Shahela. Okay. Uh, Brandon, Austin, and Anthony. Thank you for listening, and uh, please don't tell your parents that you listen to this show. Absolutely not. <laughs>
2: Except for Kristen, you could tell John because it doesn't matter. But we did. We got another email from Lois. Um, <laughs> this one made. This one was made me laugh too. I love this email. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Um, dear guys, I've been practicing for when they stick me in a nursing home. <laughs> First of all, I love the idea of somebody practicing for it. They're like doing yeah. like chin ups. Like he's like like I see like a picture of this whole like 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 elderly like Rocky montage. Right, exactly. You
1: know? Like punching a pot roast, you know.
2: <laughs> when they change my diaper or wipe the applesauce off my chin, I want to say in a pleasant and sincere voice, "Your help is fucking greatly." Appreciated.
1: <laughs> she signs off, Grandma Lois. Thank you for <laughs> listening, Lois. You were just tickled that you listened. We think it's great, and we love to get email from you. So please send it.
2: We also got an email uh, from Cecilia. Cecilia is in Spain um, and had a comment about the cancer gun. It turned out that the the cancers is a follow up or benign tumor. So it's like a benign tumor gun from a previous episode. <laughs> I tumor. love that. I love that idea. It's like it really a, just
1: shoots benign tumors out of it at you. Right and it's
2: like globs just like ah. That's just disgusting. Now
1: I got to change my shirt, you asshole.
2: <laughs> that's so goddamn gross. That is disgusting. Food fight. Worst water balloons ever. Oh, I know. <laughs>
1: Uh, what, one of my favorite part of this email though, she talked about the uh, the benign cancer gun and then it also says at the bottom, Cecilia says, also, since I heard the introduction of Hispanic as a race uh, when dealing with the US, um, you guys know that's a mixed up, made up race, right? <laughs> like it's not a real – because it's a mixture between European and Native American. She's like, what the hell is Hispanic? Brown colored skin?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the answer would be yes. I know yes. it was made up by the census department
1: it is because because i was talking to tom earlier and i was saying that right now uh, I don't know if you've ever run into this, and I know Tom said that he has run into this. When people say Mexican, they actually feel like it's a it's a swear word of some <laughs> sort. Like it's like almost a like derogatory. a racial slur. It's a racial slur. You're like, you Mexican. Like, no, Mexico's a place. Right. And you it's can be okay Mexican. to be
2: Mexican. Yeah, like, it's okay. It's, it's actually it's, racist to assume that that's racist. Like that would yeah. be – <laughs> to look at somebody and be like, somebody from the country of Mexico is Mexican. That is not yeah. an insult. That is yeah. a descriptor.
1: To call them Hispanic just seems – it just seems like – like, to call a group of people together like that is just uh, – it's just a such a sterile term. Hispanic just seems – I don't know. Yeah, it like seems it, like brown-colored skin. I it think does. It, it just out. seems ridiculous. You would call – I think you would call – you would call anybody from – Like, I guess, south of America, Hispanic. South of
2: United States of America. Yeah, exactly, yeah. (laughs) Right? Like, if you're not Canadian or from, like, Maryland. U.S., yeah, from Maryland. (laughs) Anywhere
1: Anywhere from a certain area south in the United States, too, yeah. I don't think we have anything else, Tom. I think we're done. I think we are. Sadly, sadly, we're done. We can't annoy you further. But we can at least play for you the skeptic's creed, and we'll leave you again for another week. Thanks for listening.